Welcome to episode 13 of I Quit, the podcast where we talk to entrepreneurs about the scariest day of their lives, the day they quit their job. Today, my guest is Jim Button, who some of you might know from Village Brewery or his work with Evans Hunt, or really just a, a ton of events throughout the city. And it's so funny, Jim is a person who is known as a Calgarian, but he's not from here like so many Calgarians. So I want to talk to Jim about quitting a city. How do you decide when it's time to leave a city? And how do you decide which city you'd like to restart your career in? Asshole that keeps talking. That's the problem. <laughs> this is the thing. So, hi everyone that's listening. We've been recording for like a half hour, but not about anything that we're supposed to be talking about. So, all of it can be used against us in a court of law someday. Uh, my guest is Jim Button. Hi, Jim. How are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you, Mike? Good, thank you. So, you're current. Are you? Are we? Are we saying you're retired right now? What's the official? I'm on a, 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 a sabbatical. Sabbatical. Okay. Yeah. But before the sabbatical, you're um, created Village Brewery. Yeah. And you were vice president of Evans Hunt. I didn't really have a title there. Okay. Um, but at Evans Hunt, I was uh, mainly in charge of st- uh, strategy, business development. Okay. And co-founder of Village Brewery and then miscellaneous other things. Just everywhere. You really are a man about town. Like, And I know for years you've been saying, like, don't say you're busy. But, like, you are very busy. <laughs> you are, though. Like, it's, I think, as someone who sort of started moving into this business world and entrepreneur world, I like, you're certainly a person I was like, I can't complain because Jim is doing like five times as much and he has kids and he has a wife and all that sort of stuff. Well, it's all things I enjoy, so it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to talk today about, because uh, selfishly, I just told you, I was like, I just want to do on the podcast. We'll find the quitting part of it. But you brought up um, this part that's very interesting to me, which is the quitting where you live. Right. Um, so you're well known in Calgary and you've done lots for Calgary, but you're not from Calgary. You started really your career in this uh, marketing uh, advertising world in Toronto. That's right. What did you do there? Well, I, so I, I traveled a lot before that. You know, my father's in the military, so born in Germany, then Italy, then community Quebec and Cold Lake, Alberta, Ottawa by grade four, went to university in Toronto, and then I went to college in Oakville, and then I took a welding job in Guelph. Um, I didn't have my welding ticket, but I told them I had my welding ticket. <laughs> So I quit that job. Is that why buildings keep falling? Uh, no, they're not. <laughs> freezers, yeah. If you've got, okay. if you got a, 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 a W.C. Woods freezer, I shouldn't even say the name. I feel bad now. Um, edit that out. So I quit that job because an opportunity to become a TV buyer, an assistant TV buyer at an advertising agency in Toronto came up. So I, I took like a 75% pay cut to live in a much more expensive town. But I, mm-hmm. I did marketing and advertising as was always the career I wanted to do. Is that why you justified that then? You know, that, I mean, right there, you, you quit one career for another with way less pay. Yeah. Was well, the one pay was, the, the job was just to make money. Okay. The other one was to follow my passion. Okay. Right? And so quite often when you start your passion, you, you do it for passion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the old, uh, you get paid by exposure and yeah. you die of overexposure because yeah. you never oh, get paid. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, I, so I took an assistant buying job, TV buying job at McLaren Lintus at the time and left that job to take on an account job, which I thought would be more strategy and being more involved in the creative. My clients were like Ikea and TVO Ontario and things like that. And, uh, but I found out that at, at that 
at Cassette, which was at that time about 45 people. And eventually, it was a 2,000 person agency. Oh, wow. It actually grew quite a bit, probably right after I left. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, I was an account executive there, and they really needed you to be detail oriented. The agency world is very much a cover your ass, make sure you have the paperwork for all the decisions that everybody's involved mm -hmm. in. And, and I was more of a get shit done kind of guy. Yeah. Right. So I didn't really fit. I was a, probably a lousy. I was a lousy fit for them, so they're justified when they fired me. But the day they fired me, there was actually this party, and they were having a party at, at the agency, and I, uh, he said, we want you to go. And I said, well, I want to stay. I, I want to clean up a bunch of stuff. My, my work is important to me. My relationship is like important to me. not like walk out right then. I didn't want yeah. to walk out. I wanted, they wanted me to walk out right then. It sounds like they wanted to walk me out, right? But <laughs> no, they, uh, it was on uh, amicable terms, but they were a bit dicky because they said, there's a party and we don't want you to be around and tell anybody because you're really well liked here. Yeah. We don't want to ruin the party. I said, okay, you okay if I just close my office door and I work and then I'll sneak out? And he said, yep, if you do that, that'd be great. Ends up, everybody shows up and they're in my room, in my office, the party's in there and I hadn't told anybody anything. I was just working away yeah. and they brought <laughs> me a beer and I'm drinking beer and I'm working and I'm getting it done. The big boss comes in and just starts laying one into me says exactly knew we knew this is what would happen and everybody's going what's going on yeah. <laughs> he says oh uh you don't know we laid jim off today uh, and so it totally <laughs> they were the dicks and i was doing the honorable thing and that reminds me like that's a tv show thing that would happen yeah like, that's like yeah, you can yeah. see it on the office yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and um, then so i so i was laid off from that job and then i took another job at another agency and uh, i didn't like the way well i i Ended, uh, I was in the midst of ending a 10-year relationship, and I didn't like the way he, the at the company they were treating their creative team. They were making them work way too hard, and I didn't think that was fair. So I got into a fight with the uh, CEO. So we decided that I signed the paper and I quit the job that day. Okay. And but what? And I look back at it now. What I really quit was I was quitting Toronto. You know that the, the Toronto was a Toronto's a beautiful town. I love visiting there. I love the energy. There's so much to do. It's the spot where, you know, a lot of times you have to go there to get business done and things like that. So I like it for that. But living there, it, it's just so much focused on what your position is, who your family is, what car you're driving. Um, they just don't, they're not as open as what Calgarians are. Mm -hmm. You know, the Calgarians, you can almost phone anybody up, CEO anywhere, and feel like you might even get a good chance to chat with them there's no chance you could ever it's yeah i often say calgary you can like no one's ever asked me who my parents are or what i no. did for school or anything like that it's here it's you prove it you, yeah if you think if you say you can do something prove it and there's a path forward for you so much agree with you yeah you know it, it's based on merit <laughs> right yeah so i i that next you know that next day i basically got into a car and drove to see where i was going to start my own advertising agency mm -hmm. and the two towns were halifax and calgary that made it in the finals and uh both the zeitgeist and the attitude and the energy of the people and the openness to have conversation and was strong on both they didn't mm -hmm. really it was it was i don't know if i can say the merit thing is the same in in halifax but certainly the openness to to me was there. Yeah. But what was unique about Calgary was, you know, you walk down the street, people look you in the eye. That you didn't do that in Toronto. They wave to you when you let them in. They uh you call them up and you say, Hey, I I'm moving to Calgary. 
I'm looking at starting an advertising agency. Hey, agency CEO, would you mind taking 15 minutes to chat with me? Yeah. And they would take the 15 minutes. Even though... They, Competitor, yeah. right? Yeah. Interesting. And they would take the call. And not only would they take the call and I would have 15 minutes to say, thank you very much. 15 minutes is all I, uh, I promised I would take. And they said, no, oh, no, we're having a great conversation. And by the end of it, this was kind of before the internet was around. They would pick up a phone and say, hey, Steve, you got to meet this guy. He's a young guy. He's trying to start an agency. I think you should meet with him. And so that was like so foreign to me. And, and I knew my personality and I knew that that's, that's how I operate. That's yeah. how I, you know, I've, I've always been the guy that brought people together. I always organized the ski trips at school. I was always the guy that I created this super jock league, yeah. for, you know, all this stuff that was Calgary. And I think possibly Halifax, what won over Calgary over Halifax was Calif uh, Halifax's economy was not on the upswing where yeah. Calgary was. It's a was. harder, it's a harder place for, I mean, I'm from the East coast, yeah. you know, their money works way differently than it does here. It's more free flowing here. There's more opportunities. There's more risk. There's yeah. more reward. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it, it's not necessarily Toronto, but what I, what I liked about the idea of talking about moving is so many times, um, people want to move, uh, different cities for lots of reasons, just because it's good to live in different cities or they're unhappy where they live or whatever. But, what keeps them there is this, you know, they've invested all this career, uh, their career into it. They've made the networks. They People know who they are, things like that. Um, how, was that something you factored into leaving Toronto? Well, interest, yes, for sure. You know, and uh, probably more, you know, the one characteristic that you, you may have omitted, but you did say network was friends. Friends, right? yeah. I had no, I, I knew my brother was here, but I didn't know anybody. And so... Being a very social character, that part was scary and exciting. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, what, what really, you know, and it's all you know, hindsight or reverse engineering or whatever you want to call it. Looking back, what was really going on was, I wanted to make a change on who I was because who I was wasn't, who I wanted to be wasn't succeeding in, in Toronto, and clearly it's succeeded. That approach has succeeded here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, volunteering wasn't something I did until I came to Calgary, you know, and all that type of stuff. So oh, I reinvented myself. It yeah. was a chance to reinvent. So I think, yeah, it's scary. And all that stuff you talked about is true. But when you do it and you make that decision and you, and you, you take that leap, it all comes. It, it just, it, it naturally finds, it's like a river finding its own path. Yeah. It finds its way and it might not be the way you thought it was going to be. That's something my parents told me years ago, and I had a job and I hated it, and I really wanted to quit it. Um, and they were like, "Did you do you think you're destined to only do this one thing, like to be a community manager for a tech company? Like, do you think all your life, all your schooling has led to this, and mm -hmm. this is what you're going to do? Like, you'll be fine. You have to quit it because it's taking so much of your energy, and make a change, and other opportunities open up. And you might then maybe it's a lateral move, or maybe it's down for a second. But it all—it's a river is a great way of describing it because it all leads you yeah. forward. Yeah, well, I've got I've got a 19 year old son and 17 year old daughter, trying to explain that to them. You know, with their with their minimal experience, life experience, it's really hard to understand that. Yeah, you feel like coming out of high school, going to university, you have to pick. <laughs> what am I? Who am I? What am I going to be for the rest of my life? And that's certainly not the case i've been i think i've been fired and let go fired or let go over five times for sure okay i've uh um and it's i've uh, started getting, getting fired companies. is such a suck like it takes yeah. you out it makes you feel so vulnerable and 
Well, the last fire. Yeah. I walked into the door. I knew a year before that that I was going to be fired. Oh, okay. I was having a. I was. I was vice president of the company, and I was pushing hard. The founder of the company really wanted me to take this company back to its roots, back to what it once was, because it had it had lost its way. So I was like a uh, an island. It was myself and the founder of the company, and not necessarily everybody that would hire was hired from these bigger other corporations to come into the small business agreed with me. So we had some good nose to nose, yelly, screaming matches. Wow. And I had told my wife a year before I was let go that I was eventually, I was going to push so hard. And so I was let go. And I remember physically remember opening the door to the boardroom, knowing what was going to be on the other side of the room was going to be the HR guy and the president. You got like the, hey, can we have a quick meeting with yeah, you? Yeah, so, I know okay. all the, I've, I've been fired so many times. Yeah. I know the game. <laughs> I know that when you get your, so I walked in and I, I opened the door and I said, I've got to get this. My wife, my wife and my, my dad swung at me once because I've got this supercilious grin is how it's described. Okay. This knowing it all. It's a, I don't even know. Yeah. I, I couldn't even make it, but okay. my wife tells me I have it and it's a really bad trade I have and I, I can't control it. And I said, I've got that walking into the store. So when I opened the door, I turned around when I came in to close the door. Yeah. And I said, I got to get this face because I was going to enjoy the moment. And they handed me, the, they told me, we don't need a marketing team. And I said, okay, this company That's needs marketing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, I yeah. actually believe it's a marketing company. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, they uh, handed me the envelope. And I, and I knew after having been laid off enough times or fired enough times that when you get the envelope, you open up, you look at it, you put the envelope, this is a good lesson for anybody, yeah. you put the letter back in, you push it across and say, that is nowhere near good enough for the amount of work I've done and the accomplishments I've had, you can do better. It's, regardless of what the regardless. number is, you send it back. Yeah. Because the worst case is it's going to come back yeah. as is and say that's the best we can do. Yeah. And then you negotiate. But yeah. if you just do that and then you leave the meeting, they're all stressed. Like they're just as stressed in this case, they were more stressed than I was. I was waiting for this for a year. I started Village Brewery and started Evans Hunt the next week. So okay. I, I was fine. And have you had people quit like your companies, Evans Hunt oh, Village? Oh, lots of times. Yeah. And always good, always bad? I always try to... Well, there's been a few bad ones, some bad hires, but I've always, always, always respected the person. And because I wouldn't have hired them if I didn't respect them, mm -hmm. but they didn't fit. And it's not good for them, and it's not good for us. We've been doing these, and anytime I, I quit a job, um, you know, I'm super stressed, and you're thinking about talking to all your friends for weeks, months, whatever. Uh, and then you go into that office, and the boss has normally been like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." Like, or they know yeah. they know too, right? That's the thing. Like, if you're not a fit, your boss also knows that you're not a fit. Yeah. And so it's sort of that not wasting too much time. Although when I, I quit breakfast television to do Mike's Bloggity and all that full time, I gave three months notice because <laughs> I was so scared. Yeah, but that's that's there's so many different ways to approach it. And the stigma is not there. Like there used to be, if you go back in the 50s and 60s, you had a job for life. Mm -hmm. So that was a really big deal. Now, you know, I, I think the number is uh, people growing up now, my son's age, are having 20 careers. Yeah. Right? So... I always, uh, you know, uh, I've always tried to find them a job. I've always um, believed like in when the, someone quits. Yeah, yeah, okay. Quit or, or or I have to lay them off. Okay, both ways. Yeah, you know, most of the times when they quit, almost every time when they quit, they've got another job, mm -hmm. and or I've helped them 
realize that they need to find another job. Yeah, that's um, a nice way to say. Well, it, it's, I've come to a realization. Well, no, because it, 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 it happens through conversation. They start realizing that they're not a fit. Yeah, and what my expectations are. You know, this 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 happens at Village a lot. Well, at Village, we actually purposefully and you know the whole mentoring program when we started Village, we were the first new brewery in fifteen years. Mm-hmm around here and one of Larry's our brewmaster's dreams was two things he wanted to get his hands dirty in starting a small brewery because he'd worked at big breweries including Big Rock and Sleeman and Molson okay and his other dream was to mentor the next generation of brewers we all knew this new wave was coming but he wanted to mentor them which meant that we were going to be training people to leave so annex Mm-hmm. with Andrew or um, Kirk going off and doing his brewery. You know, they, there's just, there's a happiness that comes with it when you see them go off and do their own because you're building an industry as opposed to just your own brewery. That's uh, as, as I've done different projects and I see competitors and competitors is such a negative word, as we sort of said, you know, uh, the ad agency, even mm-hmm. um, I've always tried to keep the mentality of like, look at what the Calgary breweries are doing, how supportive they are. And I, like, I can't do it. <laughs> I yeah. don't, I can't, it's so hard to like support. Honestly, when you're trying to build a business, I know I should, cause I see you guys doing it and I see it's so good too, but I, but look at the so benefit hard. it has, right? And it's hard yeah. to do. And I get it. And I remember um, somebody that, you know, extremely well, mm-hmm. He was giving a speech, and I was in the audience. There was about three or 400 of us, and he was giving a speech, and he said, as the CEO of my company, my job is to put my competitors out of business. And so I stuck my hand up, yeah. and I just wanted to make a comment, but we got into a, an it was not embarrassing, but it was certainly awkward for the audience to watch two guys argue about, because my opinion is the opposite. Yeah. I said, that's an old paradigm. I said, the new paradigm is to build an industry. And if you can build a, an industry, more people are attracted to it. It's like coffee. If only one coffee company was out there, then it wouldn't be yeah. as powerful as it is. It if, wouldn't be as good because everyone's... They push each other. Yeah. Like we have to work so hard because Kirk had zero issue. He's making some awesome awesome beers now. Yeah. We trained him. We pulled him. He was going to, he was going to Olds. He only did one year at Olds out of his two-year course. He said, because what I'm trying to get out of Olds is a job. Like this job that I'm getting at Village. Okay. And then we, yeah. and, but you knew in the back of his head, and we knew it, was he wanted to start his own brewery. Mm-hmm. So all he, the whole time he's there is he's thinking about having to understand it so he can start his own brewery. And we're there going, eventually he's going to leave, Yeah. but we're making a better industry. It's such a mature way of thinking about it. Like it's, it's real. Yeah. it's that, it was the expression. Maybe it comes like, with age. Maybe. Uh, like rising tide, rising, yeah. raises all ships or whatever. Like that, uh, uh, Darian out of, who runs Jelly Marketing in uh, BC told me that because uh, when I launched Social West, he used the first person to email me. I'd never met him before. And he's like, hey, I run a similar conference in Squamish. Let's help each other. Yeah. And I was like, why? I was yeah. like, <laughs> and like, he's given me his list of sponsors. He's been so supportive and stuff like that. And it's just, it's amazing like it's that um okay you watch the one day when you want to go and do something in a place like squamish or in bc yeah and he helps you you're going to reciprocate yeah right you just can't help it's just the natural way yeah that's really interesting okay so we're we're running short on time but the the recent thing you've quit is working all together right tell me about that yeah on my sabbatical i was calling it sabbatical because i was taking so many baths for the 
the chemo drugs I was on. <laughs> but I've stayed with sabbatical, and then I went back to sabbatical. Oh, sabbatical is pretty good yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I have so much time to think about this because I'm not working. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I you know I'm dealing with cancer, and uh, I was working for the first bunch of years. I was I continued working, and you know things like co-founded uh, Best of Calgary mm-hmm. with Gary Davies, and co-founded uh, Circle with uh, Baron and James, and so. I had those two companies, those plus all the civic stuff I was doing. And I wasn't paying enough attention to myself and my family. And I needed to focus on my health. Mm-hmm. So in February, and plus I almost died three times in, in a couple of months. So all that. All that. Just yeah. as an aside. Yeah. Uh, I'm so open with this conversation now because I'm realizing that maybe my next purpose is to uh, break down that stigma between disease and death and dying you know mm-hmm. because we're so awkward with it here in north america yeah so you've been it, very open you have a blog where you write mm-hmm. you know what's happening gather with jim yeah. Yeah, yeah and all the dave kelly stuff yeah the uh, gym bits and stuff but what 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 i've done is i've gone on disability and i'm not allowed to work so going on disability you actually have to you can't actually work mm-hmm. you cannot uh, get paid for anything you you know so it's it's actually really hard I, to make making the decision was was easy because I was in a bad state when I made the decision. I actually couldn't work. I was in the hospital more than I was out of it, and so uh, it was easy to make the decision. The hard part has been not trying to trying to look at your babies yeah. and not give them guidance. That is really hard oh, to do because okay. I'm not allowed to. Oh, I see. Because I'm not disability, it's not. It's oh, not yeah. I'm not allowed to okay. from a disability perspective. So, it has forced me to go and do other things to, uh, re, to, to, to manage my creative need, mm-hmm. my um, social need. Like what? Well, I'm giving a speech here and there. I'm, uh, I'm doing things like this. Yeah. You know, Kyle's, Kyle's. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle's heard me give. You know, I just did one for Kyle's 360 produce, degrees. Helps produce this show. So he's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm doing things like this. You know, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm doing the Dave Kelly Live, you know. Mm-hmm. We've got our next segment. We're trying to, last year I did Tub Talks where Dave and I got in the bathtub and um, he interviewed me yeah. and we talked about cancer, but we it's always the did the least this. sexual bathtub scene I've <laughs> seen with two men in my life. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's so awesome. It was, it's such a funny, uh, funny thing. It's so interesting watching uh, the reactions of people, mm-hmm. right? Some people are just like, I can't even deal with this. Yeah. I can't take you seriously or that's awesome. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I, I've quit work, uh, but I've not quit living. I'm actually focusing more on my health, my family, taking more trips and, and trying you look to like these podcasts. You can't see Jim. We'll take a photo, but you look amazing. Yeah. Well, I, if for you how could, long you've been it, doing this fight? Yeah, but it's if you crazy. look at me three months ago, mm-hmm. I was 30 pounds less. Mm-hmm. I was in bed more than I was standing, you know, so I was looking pretty. But it's interesting because so many people are saying to me, you look good. And now I go, I, it, it was always really awkward. Now it's like, a, so if you hear this podcast and I don't look good, do not say don't I look good. Don't bring it up. No. Don't, yeah, yeah, don't. Like if I'm, <laughs> if I'm looking really crappy, like I've been in a hospital bed yeah. for a long time and I've lost 30 pounds, yeah. don't say you look good. Because yeah. I need to know that I don't look good. Because I look back at that and I thought, oh, I didn't look that bad, did I? <laughs> it's well, I'll say this is really not nothing too much to, in the same situation at all. But 
when I was I'm when I was balding in high school and junior and uh, university. Yeah. I thought I was doing all these things to disguise it, and now I look back and I'm like, what the what? fuck? Yeah. Is yeah. Doing? yeah so it's, it's your eyes can trick you into thinking, and not I don't know. I is, you've been battling this bout of cancer for a year and a half now. Well, so. no, yeah. For so. April of 2014 is when I had my kidney out. That was the first one. And then it metastasized a year later in June of 2015. Okay. So it's now, it's coming on three years. Yeah. But I just like, it's not even your weight or it's your color. Like I was like sitting, I was like, I don't even have that much color in my face. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of not working. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Because I can sit and read a book in the afternoon outside on the deck. I also have to be very careful of the sun. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm taking more time for myself and focusing on my health. That's and focusing on trying to educate people on on living, mm-hmm. you know, like it's 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 amazing like in North said, America. Quitting. Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't we don't really appreciate our days very. We do, we just don't. We're yeah. always we're stuck in the future and sometimes in the past, but we're having a hard time as 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 Calgarians in the, in the right now. Well, working is addictive and fun and all that yeah. stuff, and so it's we, great. Yeah. It's it's great, but. Fine. Live, yeah, make yeah. sure that that's, you're not living. You know, it's like being addicted to your phone, right? Mm-hmm. It's fun being on your phone. It's fun looking at go, whatever. whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you're on rabbit holes on YouTube or on yeah. wherever. It's fun looking at that, but you're not living. No. Right? You're not really living. You're no. not, you're good at, I, I see pictures of you and Richard out in the mountains or in, in you know, like you're, that's yeah. living, right? Yeah. It's not, you're not tied to just, Social West or Social East or yeah. Bloggity, you're, I you're love, you've incorporated yeah. it all. Yeah, I'm trying to at least, at the very yeah. least. Um, okay, so thank you so much, Jim. Uh, I guess. Are you quitting me right now? I'm quitting you. I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm quit. It's over. Uh, I, I guess we've talked a lot about advice, but the, if, if someone's li- listening to this in a different city and they're thinking of moving, yeah. what would you tell them? I would tell them to research the city. Um, I, I would tell them, don't be nervous about about quitting a city because it's not as hard and maybe my personality is different. So I, I should be very careful about giving this advice. To Someone's going to move here and look, Jim told me it'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. No, <laughs> do the research, um, be conscious about it. You know, every city has a personality. Halifax has got a very different personality than Toronto or Calgary or Toronto. Yeah. You know, you come, uh, you, you, you have to find the city that matches your personality. And once you do that, it's like finding the job uh, that matches your personality or finding your life partner that matches your personality. Once you find it and you go, why was everything so much work? Yeah. It didn't have to be work. A city is the same thing. Yeah. And so find the city that matches who you are and you will thrive in whatever you want to do. Yeah. But take the leap, but do the research. Find out, you know, travel around. Check it out, yeah. I took six months to travel around, but I'd been to Calgary a number of times, so I, I kind of had a pretty good sense of the mountain, yeah. the attraction of the mountains and the rivers. No regrets? No regrets. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much, Jim. Thanks, Mike. Okay, that's this episode of I Quit. Thank you so much to Jim Button for being our guest. You can find him on Twitter at Jim Button. If you have any questions or comments for me, my handle is at Mike's Bloggity, or you can just visit our website, iquitpodcast.ca. Until next time. Mm-hmm.